Hey, everybody, and welcome back in to Locked On Bama. Luke Robinson, that's me, and Jimmy Stein, that's him. Jimmy, how are you today? Good, good. Just doing some math. Okay, it's February 10th when we're recording this. Some people were here on the 10th, maybe some on the 11th, but we're recording February 10th, so there's 19 days left in February. Uh, spring practice should start uh, right in the middle of March, uh, from what I hear, maybe even as soon as the 13th. So that's just 32 days to the start of spring football practice. That is right on top of us. Pretty, pretty exciting stuff. A day is rumored to be on April 18th. I believe um, that's true. I think that's when it's going to happen, and that's great. Speaking of things that are great, I got a couple of great things. First of all, I'm going to be talking about Nyko Sports here very shortly. We've got a new sponsor. Nyko Sports, and want to thank them very, very much for being a sponsor. I'm going to tell you about some cool stuff they have, one very cool thing in particular, a little bit later on in the podcast, but some other great news. Tua Tungvaloa got some great news about his busted hip, and his three-month CAT scan apparently came back, and everything looked to be right on track. I mean, I'm not He's not joining the Rockettes or anything, but he's he seems to be oh, in good be shape. That would be so cool. It would that be would the be only cool. way I would ever pay to see the Rockettes. So I would pay to see that. Oh, I'd pay to see that. That'd be really cool. But I think you'd have to have like it'd have to be Tua and the offensive lineman, and then the rest of the Rockettes. Because <laughs> I'd be willing to bet that. Jerry Judy can do some of that stuff the Rockettes can do. Oh, I have no <laughs> doubt. But uh, yeah, who I'd want to see do it is Deontay Brown. <laughs> look at, look at cornbread go. <laughs> uh, but Tua did get some great news, so good for him. And you know, it comes on the heels today, Jimmy. And this is what this is. I mean, you know, maybe I'm just reading way too much into everything. But Philip Rivers, formerly of Athens High School, mm -hmm. and then to North Carolina State, and then to the San Diego Chargers has basically parted ways amicably, it seems like, with the San Diego Chargers after what? A, has he been there 18 years? Is that right? Is that what I read? He came out the same year Eli Manning did. <clears throat> it was Eli Manning's uh, year, so that would be – I even know that. Eli Manning's senior season was 03, so we're talking about the draft of 04. Yeah, so, I mean, it's maybe, maybe 16 years is what I read. But regardless, um, so he leaves he leave San Diego – Two is from Hawaii. Um, I mean, is San Diego going to make a play for Tua? I mean, that's, you mean LA. That, that's you mean the LA, first thing I thought. You mean LA, but uh, yeah, I know let, LA. Let's Damn reiterate, it, uh, Jimmy. We said on this podcast we were very <laughs> adamant they're the San Diego Chargers until we say they aren't. I, I just knew, but some people might be new to the podcast. But yes, you are. I refuse to accept that it's in LA, and I don't care. I'm not even a Chargers fan. I'm not a San Diego fan. I just think it was the dumbest move ever, and 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 I hate it. So they're the San Diego Chargers to me. Screw the actual right location of the team. Yeah, it's so stupid. But I mean, that's that's neither here nor there. I guess what yeah. would be cool is if is if, um, Tua. if Tua played for the Chargers. I, I all of a sudden I'd be like, okay, I'll listen to your story now, guys. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I am. Uh, yeah, that, that, I think that's a good landing spot for him because I think the Chargers pick at six. So they're unquestionably in the quarterback market. Um, I think today, myself, this is what I think will happen today, is the Bengals will take Burrow at one, 
And then the Redskins, who do not need a quarterback, but would probably like to have Chase Young or Akuda, the corner. I can see the Redskins at two or the Detroit Lions at three trading out to one of these teams that want Tua, assuming he's healthy. That would be Miami and the Chargers. <coughs> Holy moly, that was a bad cough. That would be Miami and the Chargers uh, who are picking high. And Miami and the Chargers could move up, and the Redskins or Lions, if they're the trading partners, would move down, and they wouldn't move very far. So they just seem like ideal trading partners to me. I, I do think today, Luke, I would say Miami – and the Chargers are the two most likely landing spots for Tua, assuming his health continues on this path. No, I, I, I think you're right, and I think it's it's just weird the way the draft. Uh, first of all, I got to say I like your just random coughs in here. In fact, oh, the gosh. first thought I had when you coughed a second ago was we ought to just randomly have gastrointestinal or respiratory <laughs> issues so that people. Number one, they make sure they're paying attention because, you know, you can be listening to a podcast and you kind of get lost in your own thought. And next thing you know, oh, my God, I've 10 minutes of this podcast gone by. I don't remember a thing. But if we randomly call for burp or pass gas in the middle of this thing very loudly, I think people will be like, oh, my oh my God, did I just hear that? OK, I, I better stay focused. And um, well, I think it's a, it's or, a reminder that we're not professionals. <laughs> oh, they don't need a reminder for that. Or if they're like riding in a car with a significant other and we make that noise, you, I mean, the guy's going to have to turn to her and say, you know, that wasn't me, right? She's going to be like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> it was the podcast. Um, but anyway, yeah, I, I think this, this it's unfortunate for the Dolphins um, that they won so many games if they really want to, because now it's going to cost them more. But if the Dolphins want to play their cards right, I think that they can uh, they can come out like bandits here again because there's going to be one of those very frantic run on quarterbacks yep. in this draft. You can almost bet on it. And if the Dol the Dolphins could be like, okay, here's what we'll do: we're not going to take Tua, and we're going to trade down again. But we're going to get more picks, and whoever next year we're going to be in the Trevor Lawrence sweepstakes. Then we're going to have Trevor Lawrence, and we're going to have all these other badasses we drafted, and all these other picks, and things are going to be great. Um, Brock, the Brockermeyer twins yes. were crystal balled to Alabama. For those who don't know what that means, it's Sounds not painful. somebody with fragile testicles. It is when uh, on the 24-7 site, when um, they think they have a good read on where a kid is going to sign, they end up putting a crystal ball in for him. And Steve Wiltflong, I don't, am I saying that right? Is it Wiftlong? It's, it's Wiltfong. 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 Okay. Well, he, he is. He has projected Alabama to get both Brockermeyer brothers, which makes a lot of sense that you're going to get – I mean, if they're twins, they should be a package deal. One, of course, is number three player in the country. One is his brother who is a high four-star. He's also very talented, so love to have them both. Um, but, of course, he, they, he also predicted Amarius Mims, who's another very highly coveted offensive lineman to commit to Georgia. Um, a couple of other guys, he crystal balled to Georgia. So he, he had a big run today on guys where he thinks some of the bigger names in this class will go. But I think Alabama fans would take the Brockermeyer brothers in a heartbeat. Oh, gosh. what a, It's a year in the 2021 class. I tweeted this this morning. 
Uh, I think it's maybe the highest priority or one of the highest priorities in the 2021 recruiting class. We had to do well in the offensive line. We only took three in this past group. And, and frankly, there were three of the more lower ranked guys in the whole group. So we need to hit a home run on the offensive line this time around. And the Brockermeyer twins aren't just a home run. You're watching the ball sail out of the stadium and probably the bases are loaded and you're Mookie Betts, and, and now you're a Dodger, and you're watching the ball go out of the stadium. I mean, it's it, it, it's it would be awesome because, you know, five is about the max you would ever sign. I mean, five is, is kind of a max of how many offensive linemen you sign. And if we got the Brockermeyer twins, that's 40% of the group right there, two of the five. And you're probably really only signing four. Four would be a really good number, I think, this year. And that would be half. And yet even address the in-state guys and – Tommy Brockermeyer, the tackle, uh, is just a fantastic tackle prospect. The other kid, James, he's more of a center and isn't as highly rated, but the centers really never are. And, and, and the center, hey, let me tell you, if I was going to design a center, I'll tell you one thing that I might start with is dad played in the NFL, coached my whole life by an offensive lineman. That's that's where I would start with the center. I, I I think James, maybe he's not quite as athletically gifted as the brother, but you need a center with great intangibles, and James has them out out the butt. So it would be it would be a great because centers you know centers you know a lot lot goes on with your butt when you're the center. So it would be a fantastic start. And uh, gosh, what a blow to Texas who their dad is not only a Texas legacy, his, their dad not only played at Texas, he was a fantastic All-American at Texas, longtime NFL player, and then coaches a premier program in Fort Worth. For them to lose, this would be the equivalent of, let's say, Big Sam. Let's say Big Sam, Chris Samuels had twin sons, a five-star and a four-star, who are living in Mobile, Alabama, and All-Americans. And instead of going to Alabama, they signed with Texas. We would be like, what the hell? I mean, and that, that, that would be what would happen. So I'm excited about the Brockermeyer twins potentially signing with Alabama, but let's also be real. I mean, the smart money has to be on Texas even with Steve Wolfong's crystal ball, and clearly those kids are very interested in Alabama. They've been there multiple times. Uh, but in the end, again, think Chris Samuel's sons, twins, All-Americans in Mobile, Alabama, leaning to Texas or signing with Texas, we would just – we would faint. I mean, we, there, there would be an outrage on the, on the boards. So uh, interesting news, though, and, uh, yeah, I'm excited about it. All right, Jimmy, I'm going to tell you now uh, about Nyko Sports. This is our new sponsor. Um, I'm really, really pumped about this because they have become our friends now that they're our sponsor, and that's always a very cool thing. We, they, we have a have cool, they have a very good-looking football, a, a cool football commemorating the 17-18 championship season for Alabama. It's a full-size football. It also includes the autograph of two-time national champ, and Atlanta Falcons number one pick Calvin Ridley, uh, who you know is, is an Alabama favorite and all timer in, in some respects. Uh, the football includes all the scores 
from the 1718 season on one panel. Another panel includes the Sugar Bowl logo with the beatdown that Alabama provided to Clemson in that semifinal game and the 2017 Alabama Crimson Tide National Championship logo. This football is only $149, and they are a limited edition. They have less than 50 of these footballs left. You have to call 1-800-345-2868 right away. The number is 1-800-345-2868. You can also go online to Nico Sports. That's N-I-K-C-O sports.com and check out their Tua autographed memorabilia. They've got a ready-to-be-framed custom jersey signed by Tua. That's N-I-K-C-O sports.com and be sure to tell them that Locked on Bama sent you. And look, guys, I, I'm going to call it like I see it, okay? Number one, we we are thrilled to have sponsors anytime. Um, but, you know, sometimes you, you have sponsors and you don't know much about them. I mean, you, you, you know what you're given. I spent some time on the phone with Julio from Nyko Sports because he wanted to be sure I knew, you know, exactly what the product was. And so I, I went to the website. They've got a bunch of cool stuff. And it seems like they have some real one-on-one representation when it comes to giving them a call or or asking them about any of the memorabilia there, which you, you can sort of get lost in the shuffle with these other folks and you don't really know what you're getting sometimes. This site really was very cool. N-I-K-C-O-Sports.com. Go check them out and be sure that you let them know you heard about it here on Locked on Bamo, Jimmy and I would greatly appreciate it. All right, Jimmy, yes. let's touch. We can't, we can't have a better sponsor for an Alabama football podcast than someone literally selling you Alabama footballs. Yeah, it'd be weird. I mean, now you can get other stuff there. I mean, if you happen to be, you know, I'm, I'm a big uh, know thy enemy guy. So I listen to Auburn stuff all the time. I want to know. You know, I don't listen to it when they're doing well because I can't stomach it. But when they're when they're doing poorly, I love to listen to it. But that's not true. I listen to it all the time. But the point is, maybe there's some Auburn people listening to our podcast and or Tennessee people or LSU people. Hey, and God bless you. Um, go to Nico Sports, N-I-K-C-O. Check them out. They've got stuff for you guys, too. Um, so anyway, uh, Jimmy, let's talk a little basketball here for the remainder of this podcast. Um, Alabama gets a big win at Georgia, which I mean, I, I didn't think it would happen. I was a little shocked. The spread was as low as it was. I mean, it was like a pick em or Georgia one that I saw. I, I was kind of shocked by that. And then I learned, okay, Anthony Edwards had a bit of a sickness himself, even though he played, he seemed to be okay, but, uh, he was battling something and, um, you know, Alabama goes in there and gets a win and over time, they, they pretty much had the game under wraps for a while. And then the second half, they do what Alabama has been doing all year long and they let the other team uh, take control, but give this team credit. They did not quit. Uh, John Petty played arguably the best game of his career. Forget these 10 three point games. He's had, I, I don't care his defense, his rebounding, his hell, his shots around the basket were more impressive to me. Um, Kyra Lewis, 
37 points, a career high, was able to blow by several Georgia defenders at, at very opportune times. We've been waiting on him to step up. Hell, Galen Smith made some dunks over people. Um, I, I was really impressed with the effort. That being said, a couple of things, I, that, and I'm going to let you go on your own rant. Kyra and John Petty both missed some crucial free throws down the stretch, um, which we could have salted this game away or at least made it much more difficult for them to take it to overtime had those been hit. And here's the other thing that I've noticed about Al. How in the hell did did it seem to you watching that game that we were on pace to score 105 points? It's funny to me to watch Alabama and think, it, this feels like a 72-70 game. And then I watch Auburn LSU and it feels like a 105 to 103 game. And their score is actually uh, – in the seventies, <laughs> you know, it's weird that Auburn seems to play at a much faster pace than we do, but they score less. We seem to be moving in slow motion at times and we score a lot more. I don't understand it. I think to some extent, even though we have a style that is fast and we want to play fast and we do play fast uh, in, in comparison to previous Alabama teams. And, and frankly, the statistics say in comparison to most teams, we play fast, but only playing seven guys, maybe eight, let's say seven and a half, while Beetle Bolden is coming back from his, his GI virus. I think we only have seven or eight guys. It's tough to play. I don't know that they can play full speed for, for over 40 minutes just simply because they run out of gas. And it's not because we're not in shape. It's just kind of asking kids to do the impossible. So I think to some extent we get tired. Uh, at, and, and I think that really shows up at the end of halves. I saw one of our buddies say something like, oh, gosh, we play horrible in the final two minutes of a half. It makes perfect sense to me that we do because that's when you're most tired. I mean, it's when you're most tired. You've played, you know, 20 minutes without a halftime rest, and th- then you do the same in the second half. So I, I think to some extent we get tired, and, that, and that's some of it. But why, I was really proud of, of how hard they played. It was sort of a must-win road game which is like one of the hardest things to do in basketball is you've got to win a game, but you're on the road. Uh, and and they, they somehow found a way, I, I would say almost through will and effort, as opposed to a night that all the shots were falling, it was will and effort. Uh, but it was a demonstration to me, Luke, about why we lost to Tennessee and Arkansas. We said, the two of us right here on the best damn podcast in the United States, we said with Herb out, it is on Kyra and Petty. They have to play not well. They have to play great. They're the ones that have to pick up the slack here. They're the ones that have to lead us to wins because they're our best players. And neither one of them were that great against Tennessee or Arkansas. They were great against Georgia. And look at the result. It's Kyra and Petty. And it's going to have to be Kyra and Petty for us to win games until Herb gets back and, 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 and is then a lockdown defender on the other team's best offensive threat. No, that's that's absolutely correct. I mean, it's it's all on their shoulders whether or not we're going to make the tournament. Now, I don't see any bracketologists that have us in the tournament right this very minute. Uh, that being take, said, I know what it's going to take. We got to win that? one this week. We got to win one this week. And oh, I agree with that. We got to win. Totally one. If we win one this week, we're back in. And it doesn't matter which one. And say, well, it's obviously easier to win a game at home. That's probably true. But it doesn't matter which one. But if we win one this week. We're smack right smack dab back in the talk. If we lose both, 
you like almost have to win out, you know, and well, then I do can, well I in the tournament. I can tell you beyond the shadow of a doubt, there is a 0% chance we win Wednesday. Now, I'm locked <laughs> on Bama. I love Alabama. I hate Auburn just like everybody else. But I also know Auburn pretty well. And they are knee-deep in whipping our ass on Wednesday. That's just got to happen. And that's going to be – they're frothing at the mouth for us. Now, the good news is it may mean – based on a couple of these games they've had lately, I mean, it seems like every game they play in goes in overtime. Um, maybe they're peaking somewhat right now, and maybe they'll peter out towards the tournament. Uh, but the problem is we're in the middle of their peak, um, and that, yeah. that's going to be a problem for us. There is one path to beating Auburn. This is it. It's going to take two things. Here's the path. We have to somehow sneak LeBron James, James Harden, and Russell Westbrook into Alabama jerseys, disguising them as like Galen, Alex Reese, and Javion Davis. That's number one. We have to do that. But that's, that won't be enough. That won't be enough. Second, uh, we're going to have to put uh, drops of Visine in their water bottles. And we're going to have to do – we're going to have to do both of those things because – just one will not be enough. Even if they all have dysentery on the court, they would beat our normal guys. Even if we put LeBron, Harden, and Westbrook on the floor, it won't matter if they're completely healthy. They'll beat them anyway. That's, that's the way I look at Wednesday. It is going to be almost impossible for Alabama to win the game straight up because I've seen this movie a hundred times. I'm not impugning Nate Oates. I'm not impugning Kyra Petty or anybody that plays for us. I'm just saying that Auburn is going to play a game that may only be topped by the Western All-Stars and the NBA All-Star game. That's what it's going to look like. They're going to shoot 100% from three-point range. They're going to have six of the top ten sports center plays of the day will come from alley-oop Auburn dunks that makes them look like Fa Slamma Jamma, the Houston Cougars from the Olajuwon days, it's it. We we will be. It will be like the movie Fargo. We're walking right into the wood chipper Wednesday. Here's the thing: Our, Auburn is Mario after eating a mushroom right now. When the, when he hadn't eaten the mushroom, he's he's fine. You know, he can jump a little bit. He can. He's a little bit fast. But they've eaten the mushroom now. They're bigger, they're faster, they're kicking turtles down the street. It's all that shit's happening. And um, they're going down drain pipes. <laughs> you don't know what the hell they're doing. And th that place is going to be bananas. And I don't think we've got the leadership to withstand it. Now, I think it will be interesting to see how Nate Oates approaches this. Because I think it will be the most hostile atmosphere we've been in. I mean, when we played LSU, we played them on a Wednesday night, and the, I mean, eh, the, it, I mean, let's get let's face facts. LSU is not the most intimidating place to play basketball, especially right now. They're still, you know, their people still hung over after the football championship. Um, Georgia, it, Georgia had a much better atmosphere than I thought it was going to have. It was a fine atmosphere. Kentucky always, had, but Kentucky is Alabama football. I mean, you yeah. go there and they're they're it's not, not loud. they're not rabid. They're just no, they sit they, in their seats. They're sitting in their seats and expect of, to win by thirty. Like us, like us in football. Yeah. They yeah. they have an aura of greatness about them that is intimidating. 
Auburn right now is they're on a meth high. This this Bruce Bruce Pearl era is going to be a meth high. Now when it ends, it's going to be they're they're all going to be left without any teeth, and is they're all going to have a lot of recovery. But right now it's a meth high, and they're they're going to be just cranked up to eleven. And Alabama's not going to be able to deal with that. I don't think we got the leadership to do it right now. And I'm not taking a shot. I mean, look how many look. There's some been some good teams going to Auburn and lose, and I don't know that we're a good team. So why do I think we're going to win? I, I'm not trying to be pessimistic. I'm trying to be realistic. Um, yeah, I'm trying to set myself up for if we lose by 30, I don't want to come out of it going, well, crap, that sucked. What a terrible oh, – we're going to lose by 30. Let's, let's, just, let's, just, let's just start worrying about that home game against LSU. I sort of, yeah. I sort of feel the same way. You always now, talk about win, market corrections too. Yeah, but that's – and it was a market correction in terms of when we beat Auburn the first time around because we were better than our record and Auburn wasn't quite That's what the record I'm... was. But at home, at home, playing Alabama, they are their record. That's what they well, well, are. Jimmy... If they played every game at home against Alabama, they would be 27-0. and 0. There is no market to correct. No, well, that's, that's my point is this is going to be a market correction within a market correction because, yes, we provided the market correction in that – Okay, we're better than than our record showed in that first game against Auburn, and Auburn isn't as good as their record showed. But we're also this market correction is going to be okay. We're not as good as you thought we were after that Auburn game, and they're not as bad as you thought they were after that Auburn yeah. game. This yeah, is exactly gonna, right. It's going to even out. I mean, Auburn might beat us by thirty, and then you go, "Oh my God, it was a forty-eight point swing. How is that possible?" And you go, "It's it's, it's the same way. It's possible for a Yahoo stock to go." From 300 on Tuesday to 200 on Saturday, to Friday, back to 300 on the next Wednesday. I mean, shit just happens. The market correction, man, market correction. That's right, and and no, I mean it's 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 it. This feels like an Auburn beatdown, <laughs> just like last time. Me and you both, we were sort of. I don't remember what we were saying, you know, point game, but we were optimistic going to that Auburn game. We're like, watch out for Alabama. We're not as bad. We're not as bad as you think. We're pretty good. Auburn's not that awesome. This time around, what I'm saying is Auburn is a good team. They're closer to great at home, and they're going to be pissed. So we're going to see sort of exactly what Auburn looks like when they're playing great, and we're going to see exactly what Alabama looks like when they're overwhelmed. <laughs> that's, that's how I feel now. Of course, thankfully, Nate Oates and the team doesn't listen to our podcast. They're too busy you know, working on their three-point shot. So they don't listen to this. Uh, and, 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 you know, in all seriousness, of course, we have a puncher's chance for this one reason. Uh, we love to jack up threes, and and we're good at it, and we play fast. And if we have one of those games where we just run up and down the floor, and here's a bit of a market correction, we should be – we haven't shot the ball well at all recently. A night is coming where the shots are going to fall – beyond what you would expect on your best day because we haven't been shooting it well at all. We're due that. I think it's more likely to happen in Tuscaloosa than on the road at Auburn. But, hey, you know, have the magical night from three-point land. We score threes to every one of their twos. We'll win the game. But it's going to take literally something like that, something like a 14 out of 19 night behind the three-point line, or even a 20 out of 26 night. Yeah. 
But Jimmy, I want to go back to Nyko Sports here for just a second. Um, again, can't state this enough. They have uh, a, a football signed by Calvin Ridley from the 2017-2018 football season where we won a national championship very historically over Georgia. It's fully embossed with all the scores and logos, including the 2017-18 uh, Alabama championship logo. It's autographed by Calvin Ridley, as I said. He caught the game-tying touchdown to send that game into overtime. Uh, whether it was intended for him or not is always up for debate, and we'll never know the answer, but it doesn't matter because he caught it. They are going for only $149. I mean, really, that is – that's you know, and again, we got to – when we're giving stuff to read, you know, sometimes we just read it and we're like, okay, that's uh, – I don't know if that's a deal or not. This is a deal. $149 for that is a deal. So you have to call – Nyko Sports, 800-345-2868, or go to nikosports.com. That's N-I-K-C-O sports.com. They have a great collection of other memorabilia as well, and you need to go check them out. Be sure that you say that you heard about them on Locked on Bama. Uh, Jimmy, before we get out of here, Today for Monday's podcast, Sam Shade was hired at Pinson Valley, and I dig that so much with Kool-Aid McKinstry over there. Exactly. Uh, well, considering who he replaced, I mean, Pinson Valley's been coached by Pat Nix uh, and quarterback by Bo Nix. So, heck yeah, there's a bit of an Auburn uh, tint to things over there. Uh, Pat Nix has moved on to Central Phoenix City where he can you know, be closer to his kid at Auburn. Uh, and coach a damn fine program. Uh, uh, the Red Devils are unbelievable. But uh, no, now we got an Alabama guy, Pinson Valley, which is a place that uh, consistently has talent. They happen to have the number one or two prospect, certainly a top three prospect in Alabama in Kool-Aid McKinstry. And I know this, I, I, I don't think any Alabama fan that's like, oh, right, this means we'll get Kool-Aid. Uh, don't go that far. But <laughs> there's no question this can't hurt. No question it can't yeah. hurt. So, uh, good. Good for Alabama. Good for – You know what I like Pinson about – Valley. Sam is a great guy, by the way. I've met Sam a oh, couple yeah. times. Great, great, great dude. He'll be an excellent role model uh, for those kids. Uh, certainly knows the game. Spent considerable time in the NFL. Heck of a player at Alabama. And I would even go so far as to say a big part of Alabama's 1992 national championship. Oh, yeah. He was on the – he was on the group – because he he grew up an Auburn fan, if memory serves, like yeah. he, or either he was committed to Auburn and Stallings was, was able to flipped. flip him. He yeah. flipped. He was um, a flipper. Back uh, before man. flipping was cool. Yeah, he, he flipped, flipped back when cool. nobody flipped. Yeah. Yep. Back when people still said, "Oh, you don't know anything about commitment." So right. <laughs> uh, now people flip when the wind blows. Well, and because again, and this, I don't want to get on a whole thing about this, but it's, I mean. If it's a million things change. I mean, and here's the other thing. These coaches, I'm, I'm, if I ever told the story, of, I told the story about me like pledging one fraternity when I went to Alabama because I had no shit from Shinola. And like they just handed me a pledge pin and I took it. I was like, I didn't know what it meant. And they're like, congratulations. I'm like, oh, shit, man. I mean, you guys are fine, but I mean, I wanted to look around. I didn't know what I was doing. And I think that's what happens with some of these kids. They get, you know, they get drawn in and they get caught up in the moment. And they say things. You and, didn't flip? Oh, I, well, I ended up having to – I transferred. I got in the portal. And um, <laughs> the and I, I really portal? did. I guess in a sense, I was – I did it all, baby. 
Um, that frat portal smells like piss and beer. <laughs> it smells. It smells like a lot of uh, untapped potential. <laughs> a lot but, of Drakear. Um, a lot of Drakear cologne in that that frat portal. <laughs> uh, so anyway, um, yeah, Shamshade, super super guy, and uh, very happy to have him there. So that will wrap it up for this edition of Locked On Bama. We will be back with you guys tomorrow. And we're going to go, go back over our superlatives. Yeah, and go by uh, go by that Calvin Ridley football people. I mean, Nico seriously. Sports. All right, roll tide, everybody. Roll tide.